Hey everybody, it's Hunter. Uh, so listen, just so we get this out of the way, I forgot to record my audio correctly for the first 20 minutes of this episode, so it sounds like crap. But don't worry, I did fix it eventually. Anyway, thanks for listening. Alright, so this week we are starting off the new year with best film I've seen all year. I don't know about you, Hunter. <laughs> Uh, this is Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe, Rami Youssef, and others. This is a film that feels to me like Odyssey in a Frankenstein setting. Uh, it is weird, Ethan, and that's a good thing. <laughs> It has incredible set design, the best, not the best acting, really good acting. Um, I don't have, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's the beginning of the year and I'm all, I'm all charged up. I'm ready for a new year, you know, but we're going to talk about poor things today. Yes. Yes. There's a lot to uh, talk about. Um, and not knowing what to say might be an appropriate reaction to this movie. Uh, but we have one question that we will ask and we have to answer. Um, and that is, but is poor things good? We're going to find out today. Let's do it. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Happy New Year. It's weird because happy, ha- happy. you you said starting up the new year, but I was like, oh wait, we released an episode on the first, but we didn't record. Oh shit! No, Fuck. no, 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 no! But we didn't. Shit! We didn't see. Piss. <laughs> we didn't see nor record that movie in the new year. Starting off the year with a with a, a an a, error, a continuity error. <laughs> yeah. Yep. When you texted me saying that this, well, I guess I can't say that because it'd give away how we feel about it. I, I think I said it in the intro. Okay. If you're going to tell me what I texted you. You said is the best movie that you've seen all year. Yeah. Were you saying that, like, just to be funny, because it was, like, the third day of the year? It was actually January 1st. Oh, okay. Um, it was the first movie that I've seen this year, but I don't know. Can I go ahead and say how I feel about the film, just real quick? Um. Yeah, sure. This is one of my favorite films I've seen that we're reviewing on this podcast, <laughs> like, hands down, so... There you go. Okay, yeah. well, cool. Um, it pro- if it was last year, it was probably my favorite film of last year. Like if I had seen it December yeah, 31st. Yeah, okay, okay. So. I just, because, because I said that to someone, I told Hannah, I was like, Zach's not his favorite, favorite movie seen in this year, and she goes, well, the year just started. And I was like, oh. See, <laughs> Hannah is smart, <laughs> but it didn't matter. So yes, it was like a tongue-in-cheek joke, but at the same time, factual, true. Gotcha. Uh, okay, well, anyway. How how are you? How how was the first week of 2024 for you, good sir? It's it could have gone better, honestly. Oh no! But uh, <laughs> here we are. You know, what happened? here we are. Well, you, you know, you know, you know how we are about mm-hmm. starting things. Oh, did you miss something it's on Monday? A, it's a new year, and it was Monday. Was the January first? It was the perfect year to start something. Didn't we look at? Maybe I looked it up. And you the, did. the next time this will happen, it'll be like, I don't know, like 2038 or yeah. something. I don't know. I don't remember what the year is. But uh, so I had things that <laughs> I needed to start. 
and I didn't. Uh, and so the, it's I'm fucked for uh, 15 14 years. years now. Yeah. Not going to do anything. Uh, no. I just, yeah, it just it wasn't in terms of like if 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 my um if I set my intention towards growth, you know, this year's going to be great cuz the first week was bad. If I set my intention towards like doing something from day 1, wasn't that great. So we're doing the growth thing yeah, and it's going to be awesome because because the first week was just, you know, more yes, of last year. Exactly. So how was your how was your first week? Uh, it was fine. It was good. I did start some things and uh but I'm challenging myself to be like, "Hey, you know, be consistent, but you don't have to be a psychopath." And yeah. Be perfect. Like, be growth-minded. Yeah, and so like I have done stuff where it's like I'll obsess over it and I'm like I can't miss a day. In fact, I closed my rings and my watch for like like, rings. like 400 <laughs> days straight. And then I finally was yeah, like, yeah. I like made, I was like, I have to break it because it was going to drive me crazy. So this like, butthead, everybody, this butthead would, I swear, you can deny it all you want, but I'm I'm pretty sure you would like just turn it on late at night and be like, I'm exercising. Oh, I would, I would be to, like, just to close your ring for that. I'd day. be like, I'm sweeping. So I'll just put on an exercise or something. <laughs> yeah, like totally. So, but it's been, it's, it was pretty good. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of like the, for some reason I think like Tuesday no I think it might have been yeah Tuesday whatever the first like real day was because I was off Monday it's just stressful man well, I was like Ugh. Monday was a real day well no I know but I'm saying like Tuesday when I was I was working again and I was like this is all just stressful and I'm tired already <coughs> but it was yeah. fine it was good um yeah I'm excited to talk about this we do have some housekeeping I mentioned this at the top and uh at the end of the show. But after this episode, we are taking a two-week break, as we always do. Not true. Next week, the week of the... Was it 15th, I think? The, fifth, the 15th, Martin Luther King Day. Yes. We will be dropping our uh, golden goods. We haven't decided if we're going to include the two movies that we've reviewed this year. We'll have that discussion. Yeah. Um, we don't have that discussion right now. I, I, think, I think we might as well, because Poor Thing was supposed to be in it. Um, True. In my brain, our year is kind of starting in February now, which is fine. Yeah. So we're going to be posting the Golden Goods next week, uh, next Monday, and then we're taking a two-week break, and we'll be back in February with our Oscars Best Picture Series, which is one of my favorite ways, favorite series every year. Um, so just know that. And uh, yeah, we gotta, we have some things we're working on. We're going to do start doing video podcasts more diligently that kind of stuff starting in february so you know be hype be hype zach's got his new camera set up it looks great it's gonna be awesome yep. be awesome yeah need a haircut and then it'll be nah, perfect your hair looks perfect uh okay cool shall we uh, jump in zach this is yours so i will defer to you sir yeah so let's jump in uh hunter this is mine so i want to ask you uh How's your Nespresso? By the way, Hunter got a Nespresso machine. I did. Um, I did. It's great. I in have case, it. In case I don't, people didn't know. I don't have one right now because I had two today. But okay. I had... You I, just do like... Do you do just like a shot of espresso? No. Or do I'll you make do like the, a, the, the, We've had this conversation. I'll make a little oh. latte. I'll make a little latte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, have, I had a single shot espresso in the morning. And just for taste later in the day, I had a decaf because I like it. Uh, my Nespresso is <laughs> great. Cool, um, cool. Also, the second thing I want to ask you, uh, what are your first impressions of this film? 
What did you uh, think without giving any spoilers? Because at this point in the episode, we don't give spoilers yet. Yes. So I have to uh, preface my movie-going experience as well. Um, oh, I hear Amos at the door. Should I let him in? Well, let him in. All right, one second. Hold on. Let him in. I want to hear Amos's opinion, too. Because dogs have the purest opinions of all species of animal. They're just like, I love you, Deb. That's all they think. What'd you say? You'll see it in editing. <laughs> You'll hear it in editing. Okay, so, um, first off, let me preface this by saying that I loved this movie. Right here, okay. I loved it. Uh, cool, cool. I, it wasn't, it wasn't entirely what I expected. It was in the sense of like, you gave me some warnings, but like when you mm -hmm. gave me those warnings, I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, let's see what this is. Um, I loved it. I thought it was, I just thought it was so creative in every conceivable sense. And I also thought it was very, yeah. very, um, uh, it had a lot to say, had a lot to say. Uh, and I thought that those messages, at least to me, came across very well and seemed pointed, but in a good way. And it was, it didn't seem like it was trying, it, it, it didn't seem like to me the movie was even giving you its opinion. It was giving you like every ass, every part of a, of a perspective, multiple views on things and um, which I thought was really good, like cool. I thought I like when a film does that and says, Here's A, but if you do A, then you get B. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, performances, I thought they were incredible. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really did. It blew me away in a lot of ways. Um, but I do want to tell you about my movie-going experience. So this was okay. this was date night. I went and saw this with my wife, uh, which is yeah. funny because... <laughs> Because it's, it's, you know, I think even you said this is an interesting movie to go see on date night. Um, That's why I gave you the warnings. No, if you went to see this by yourself, <laughs> I wouldn't have given you any warnings at all. But uh, it's funny, too, because Hannah, <laughs> she's like, she wouldn't have liked Bo's Afraid. And so I was like, I'm really interested to see, like, what you think. Um, but we also went to the plaza which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. I've only been to the big room in the plaza to see, like, we saw, we saw Dark Knight there. Yeah. And this was in theater, too. Were you in one of the little theaters? And it's tiny, yeah. dude. It's tiny. Yep. But yep. I also kind of dug it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I would have... I think I would have liked to have seen it on, a, like, a bigger screen, like at, like at uh, Midtown or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was really fun in the really small theater, you know. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really cool experience. Yeah. And uh, Hannah gave it a passing grade. She gave it like a 75. Okay. Did she like it? I, I mean, I guess that means she, <coughs> she she liked it more than she disliked yes, it. Yes, she liked the movie. Okay. She did say that she felt it was over the top in some aspects and kind of overkill in some aspects. Mm -hmm. um, there was one part that she was like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that they chose that. And I told her, I said, I'll give you this, that this thing that she's talking about I said that took me by surprise and we'll discuss that later um but i think overall she liked it she said she could probably never see it again to be fine but she okay. is glad that she saw it okay okay let me contrast because if i never saw this again i wouldn't i wouldn't be fine <laughs> you know this is i don't know this was i thought this was phenomenal yeah 
Um, first of all, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like throughout, there was so many fucking. Let me stop cussing. Yeah, there were so fine. many okay. funny, funny little jokes, uh, little quips, you know, back and forth mannerisms. Uh, Margaret Qualley, uh, she was in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she was in this. She was like the second girl that they brought back to life. Yeah. She was cracking me up, and all she did was stare off in the distance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was really, really funny. It had a very strong message. I think it had a good method of getting its message across, mm -hmm. like through Emma Stone's dialogue. I thought she was phenomenal. Like when you look at the character that she was asked to play and how she played it, I just, I don't know. I feel like she deserves an award. Mm -hmm. um, I think the soundtrack was great. I think the set design was phenomenal. Um, the only thing... Mark Ruffalo's accent pissed me off. I was texting you about this, but I think it was meant to, you know, it, when, you, when we, when we t discuss his character, you know, and it does, you know, fit who he is in the movie. So yeah. um, overall, I, yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. I'm really excited to talk about this, it. And I think we should get this into it. Oh, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't realize that, that, that this was a book and I kind of want to read the book now. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read the book as well. 1992 novel by... Alasdair Gray. Hope I pronounced your first name correctly, Alasdair. But yeah, Alasdair. I don't know. Um, I guess I could talk about my movie viewing experience. Yeah. So I got a ticket at the Midtown Art Cinema here in Atlanta. Um, and when I got my ticket, I was like on a row by myself, and there was like someone behind me, but like that was it. The theater wasn't full, but everyone that was there decided to sit like. <laughs> Where I am, you know what I mean? Like, there were people on both sides of me. There was someone in front of me. And, you know, th that theater, it's not on an incline. So yeah. if someone's in front of you and they're kind of tall, it kind of affects your your viewing experience. But overall, it was, it was. I mean, I love that theater. It was just funny that a bunch of people yeah. decided to sit, like, right where I was. I will say, actually, so, sorry, last thing. Um, yeah, go. The theater that I was in was sold out. Uh, mind you, it was oh, like, wow. it was like, 25 people it's a tiny tiny room which i don't know if you right. have you been to the other small rooms yeah i've been yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it was in theater too like the the reg reg or whatever it's called um rej and uh so it was like packed but it was funny because in that same way as yours it's not on a steep incline it's pretty level actually and so this dude with a really mm. big neck sat right in front of me <laughs> and so okay I was, when we were watching it, I was leaning this way to my left and Hannah was leaning to the right so we could like yeah. see around him. Um, so yeah, that's funny. That's that that funny. Happened, but yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, we can get into spoilers. I'm reading things about this film and I want to go ahead and spout them off, but. Are they spoiler related? No, this isn't spoiler well, related. Well then go ahead and do it. The, the main source, <coughs> excuse me, the main source of inspiration in in terms of uh like cinematography mm -hmm. uh was Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That's, I can see yeah. that. That's that's very evident now that you say that. The Stroker thing was a joke. If you haven't listened to that episode everybody, Bram Stoker. Bam, yeah, yeah, thank you. Hunter said Stroker. <laughs> did, did we edit that no, out I or did you keep it, it in? I left it okay, in. Okay, cool. Of course. Um anywho, well, let's do it. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers ahead. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Zach, now it is time for you to do Movie in a Minute. It is. You have to tell a story of Bella Baxter. Uh, Good Lord. In okay. one minute, please, sir. Okay. Uh, let me <laughs> oh, give you I a quick a song real fast. Hold on. This is... Zach's gonna do movie in a minute Talking about poor things Movie in a minute Talking about the movie poor things It's based off a book from 1992 And Zach's gonna talk about the whole thing In just one minute He's gotta include every single scene Including all the ones in the brothel Yeah Especially all, the one all the ones? Especially the one about Gollum <laughs> Was that the scene that Hannah was talking about? No, 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 no. The one she was talking about was more of a plot point than it was a scene. Although that scene did okay. get everybody in the theater. It was really funny. That was hilarious. That was really, really funny. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Yep, do this it. is Poor Things. Movie in a minute. In three, two, one, go. We are in Victorian London, I think. Uh, this doctor who looks like Frankenstein is giving this medical class. He one of his one of the students he brings home and says, "I need you to take notes on this girl who I've brought back to life because I put a baby brain, her baby's brain, in her skull, and now she's like learning things." So uh, she stabs a guy in the eyes. He's he's already dead. Don't worry. And then she learns what her vagina does, and she starts getting really you know. And then um, Mark Ruffalo shows up playing Mark Ruffalo. And he takes her on this like hedonistic journey to Lisbon, uh, and then they get on a boat and they go to like Paris and all this stuff. And in Paris, she dumps him because she realizes that he's kind of annoying. Uh, she has a bunch of crazy sex because she becomes a uh, uh, she works at a brothel and she does a bunch of crazy shit. Then she comes back. She was married before, but then she makes his brain think he's a dog, and then she's happy ever after. And that was a minute. How was that? It was perfect. I do have one note. I think he was a goat at the end. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. Perfect. Um, let's do it. Dogs can eat grass. That's true. Sometimes if they get nauseous, yeah. they need some grass Kinda to eat. Calms their stomach. Um, calms their all stomach. right, let's do it then, sir. Um, Where do you want to begin? Oh, my God. I'm going to defer to you today. Hold on a second, dude. I'm such an idiot. Are you not recording? I'm not recording video. Oh well, fuck it. I'm gonna start recording it. Nah, who cares? Uh, Wait, what do you mean? I didn't start. I didn't press. You're record. not recording in here. Yes, I'm recording. I have all the audio. Can you just do a movie okay. in a minute again? Is that okay? Do I need to do the intro again too? Nah. Got it. My all bad. right, we're leaving all this in. So, <laughs> uh, you all get movie in a minute times two, and there's gonna be differences. Okay. Let's see how there's you do this. Be differences. Time. Perfect. Yeah, Let's so see how you do this. Is, time. Uh, awesome. This is movie in a minute for video. For video. <laughs> for video. Yeah, now, now on video. Yeah, new in 2024. I apologize. That's on her. That's on. Now that's on every me. episode this year that we record this year, not including Ferrari because that was recorded last year, we're doing movie in a minute twice. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So this is poor things movie in a minute now on video. You know, in like a you know that like cool font that they used to be like now and now in uh yeah, yeah. 3d or whatever now on home video or something like that right yeah, yeah there you go that's funny. uh in three two one bella baxter is in london victorian london she's been brought back to life 
by her like father who they call God. He uh, takes her, her baby's brain. I guess she aborts, he aborts her baby and takes its brain and puts it in her skull. She starts like learning without any, she's like a a blank slate. Right. So uh, she learns what her vagina does uh, and she starts playing with it. Then Mark Ruffalo shows up and they go to Lisbon. They are doing all kinds of crazy stuff. She eats some food and listens to some music and is like, whoa, this is cool. Meanwhile, he's being a little bitch. So when they get to Paris, oh, also on the boat, she meets like a cynic and some like philosopher chick who teaches her about socialism. Uh, So they get to Paris and she dumps his ass, uh, becomes a prostitute in a brothel, makes a bunch of money, then goes home, finds out she had an ex-husband. She goes back to his house, but then he's kind of a butthead. So she takes, she fucks with his brain. And now he's a goat or a dog, and that's the movie. Perfect. Was that good? That was amazing. Cool. You know what's a, what's what's crazy? What is that? Somehow you did both of them perfectly. Right, 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 right. We should have a poll and let our listeners decide which one was better. First one or second? So the first one you should post with like just audio, maybe like the movie poster or something. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we put, okay, that's not yeah. like yeah. copy, copy wrote, copyrighted. 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 Copyright. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, let's do it. Shall we? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, how do you want to, do you want to talk about like the one thing, like the big thing that like, one thing Hannah was like, I don't like that. And actually I was like, whoa, that's really, didn't think that was happening. Sure. What? It's the baby. Oh, that's like a major, that's the the plot point, Hunter. No, no I know that. But I thought she was just going to be like a dead body. And it was like, yeah. oh, so you took a baby's brain. I'm guessing yeah. you must have. For science. Like, because like, did he kill the baby? Maybe not because the brain survives. I assume he doesn't view it as killing, right? Because... Yeah the baby is experiencing through an adult's body and the adult gets another chance at life. So he probably thinks he was doing a good thing. Yes. I actually have a, have a, have like a, an idea of at least for me, what they were saying with that. Cause there's a line later. I know we're kind of already going to the end, but it's at the very end when God is dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a line where like when she's talking about like, she's learning like what she is basically. Yeah. And he says something like, you know, you are, you are the child, like you are the daughter, you are also the mother. Yeah. Uh, And then she says something like, oh, I'm just your creation. And he was like, no, no, not at all. Like all those things, that's not me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of like saying like, we are every, everyone that has been in our life and that lives, like we are all of them. You know, that's yeah, kind of how yeah. I took that. I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. But that was it's definitely really cool. like, a, I had like an eyebrow raise. I was like, oh, that's okay. Because she shows her when she jumps, like when she's on the table and she's got the belly. And I was like, she's pregnant? What the heck? See, I thought she might have just been bloated because she was in the water or something. I had that thought for a second too. I did. Yeah. But it was, the shape was too, uh, on purpose to be like, that's an accident. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's um, fair. But anyway. Well. That was like the thing that she didn't care for. I mean, it makes sense. So it, it, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, how do we even attack this thing? I just thought it was awesome. I loved 
like this had such unique cinematography too, like a lot mm-hmm. of the fish eye lenses and stuff and the like yeah, the crazy lenses. shots. Yeah, yeah, the they would just go to it. That it was really cool. It it became apparent to me. Let me not answer that call. It became very apparent to me, like ten minutes in, that I was in for a treat. I haven't seen Yorgos Lanthimos's other f- films. I haven't either. Um, I've I've heard of the lobster. Okay. I've heard of that. I've never actually seen it. But now I want to. I will say one thing. <laughs> I was reading things online, and someone said that this film did not have as much sex as his films normally have, which is shocking to me because I feel like this film is like 33%, maybe more, like naked people on screen. I, I thought it was tons of sex. Uh, well, I don't know. That's crazy. Sorry, I'm looking at the lobster. I mean, the lobster is... Colin Farrell. Let me see the real fast. A lobster rotten. It was funny. This is the first movie that I've seen that uh, the like review says like, "Hey, this might offend you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see, the lobster on Rotten Tomatoes. Definitely, it says rated R- definitely an acquired taste. Is what the lobster yes. says. Well, this says. This says rated R for sexual content, dialogue, and some violence. Poor things was like rated R for like graphic nudity, strong sexual like. So I'm su- that's that's surprising okay. to me. Anyway, um, yeah, this was a lot. I mean, it. Let's be honest, like it, it is a lot of sexual content, but it is part of the point of the movie like her discovery of that, her journey into that. Um, Could you tell that story with uh, less sexual content? Probably. Um, But I mean, this movie is also kind of about shock value in some ways, you know, it's, yeah, it's not going to pull any punches. You have to have the furious jumping because it's a major plot point. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it actually is though. It's like, that's, we can go ahead and get that out of the way. Like part of this is, the like the self-discovery of sexuality, but also sexual liberation, but in particular female sexual liberation and independence and choice and kind of like doing away with um, shame and that aspect of life, which is very prominent in in polite society, if you will. Yeah. Going off of the polite society uh, line, um, can we talk about the fact that she had no shame whatsoever? And I love that. Like, yeah, she just I experienced think, things. If she was wrong, she just said, okay, now I know. And then, like, yeah. moved on, right? Yeah, like, that's what I love about this movie is that it's such a, there's a lot of ways to look at it in some way. And this is why, actually, I was quite glad that Hannah was with me because she made a lot of good points um, seeing this, like, as a woman. Uh, but for me, it was like, she's just this blank slate and the world and society haven't like beaten in the quote unquote rules and, mm-hmm. you know, those expectations and the whatever, the bullshit that people have to like abide by. She just says like, this is what I'm feeling or thinking. This is, I want to experience this. Okay. I got an experience. I learned something from it. Um, and there's so many, I think that she actually says it a, a few times, but there's one line somewhere where she says like something, it's not this exactly, but it, basically she's saying like, 
everything is the way it is until someone does something different. And then that's the way it is until someone yep. does something, something new and that's the way it is. And I was like, thank you. Because in modern culture, that's a big thing where it's like, oh, well, back in my day, well, back in your day, it was older. It's different. Things change, right. you know, like that's right. we've always, we've always done it this way. That doesn't mean it's the right way. Preach Hunter. You know what Preach. I'm saying? Like I have, I can get heated about that kind of stuff, but preach bella baxter but she yeah, just she, approached, i can't yeah. remember the context where she says that but she is talking about that um continue please well, no i was, was going to say I, I took that as like you know an un unbiased unjaded perspective but i was talking to hannah and then i even like watching stuff on it and i was saying like it's really about like what if a woman didn't what how would a woman navigate the world if she didn't have to abide by all the standards and societal rules and expectations that are yeah. imposed upon her. Well, it's and both, so she, right? Yeah. And so she's the one who just says like, no, actually. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's stupid. Why would I keep it in my mouth if it is revolting? You know, <laughs> or like everyone's always so polite with what they say. And then she meets the, um, this line cracked me up and no one else laughed in the theater, but I laughed out loud. I thought it was really funny. Um, she meets the like philosopher chick and the cynic. Martha. Dude, Martha's Martha. the best. Yeah. Martha was awesome. And Martha was like, I've seen who you're on the boat with. Um, white teeth, hard cock. Yeah. And she, and she goes, uh, his, or his teeth are also hard and his cock is also white or something yeah. like that. I just yeah. thought that was the funniest thing in the world for some reason. But yeah, I love like Martha, she, dude. She doesn't keep anything like she she's not holding anything back. She's experiencing life to the fullest. She's not she's navigating the world not inhibited by like the rules that society and men put on her. And yep. it's 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 wonderful. And the realizations that she comes to along her journey of like you're like I don't know, like at certain points in the movie she talks about the way things are and how it's wrong like that's stupid why would we do things that way or uh how she realizes that what is mark ruffalo's character's name i can't remember duncan, duncan. wetterburn how duncan's just kind of like a, a i don't know if deadbeat's the word kind of gambler alcoholic yeah. um i don't know it's just really refreshing i thought it was really great well, it's funny because like it doesn't actually even really beat you over the head with stuff. I mean, some no, people it doesn't. Might, yeah, might think it does, but but I love how it shows the like idiosyncrasies and like contradictions of men and like the hilarity of that. And Duncan's the the best example because he he swoops in and is like this suave, smooth talker, you know. And then there's that one line where they're they just got done furious jumping and he says something no she she says like a lot of people just do this all the time and he's like oh, he just got fucked thrice by <laughs> like the greatest he basically says that he's like god's gift to women and then even says like you know oh, i don't i don't do you know commitments or emotions i'm mm -hmm. just here for i was going to take you for a few months and then leave you and then you fast forward and he's like the one who's like Broken. screaming at her window and he's, he's like, screaming, Bella. Bella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he, you know, has this, you know, and it's funny cause he, sorry, I'm rambling, but like Ramble each, on. each man, there's what four men in her life. There's God, Duncan, Max, and then I don't even know her husband's name. Uh, what is her husband's name? Alfie. 
mm-hmm. and three of those four want to like own her and like control yeah. her. God, though he cares for her and I assume does it because he wants her to be safe is also in a selfish way saying it's an experiment and I need to control the variables so she right. can't leave. Max, I mean, uh, Duncan thinks it's some, like he just wants to have fun with her and then gets jealous once she starts to explore her own life. Uh, and then Alfie literally thinks that she's like his property. Um, and I loved how she reacted to all of those in kind of just this, like, no, you know, like, I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was just well done how it portrayed all that because that's such a thing, even if it's not so in your face in real life, that's something that people do men, especially, you know, it's, it's real. Uh, this term of like ownership and entitlement to especially women, you know? Well, I mean, she was down to clown with um, uh, Duncan until he started getting, you know, what happened? What was the first thing that happened? Did did she meet up with somebody else and then she yeah. got the tattoos on her thighs and he was like, what the hell? Um, yeah. But like she was down, she was down for it until he started getting um, a little, uh, ownershipy you know like i thought you were with me and like when she so many times she tries to like display freedom like when she goes out on the dance floor uh and she's dancing and then he's like let me dance she needs a partner i have i must dance with her and he's also he's like, like kind of pissed he's off. like angry dancing mm-hmm. and he tries to like spin her and she like stops him halfway and like spins him and he doesn't like it and then she runs off um I don't know where I was going with that. I thought that was no, cool. Yeah. I just think it's great. Like she's, I don't know. Like she's naive, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. Like I think, you know, she, she does eventually learn. Like I just think it's cool how we see her. Yes. It's like expedited. Like her growth is quicker than everybody else's, but that's explained in the movie. But I like how we literally see her learning about life. Like she has Max, she's engaged to Max and loves him, but then Duncan swoops in and she's like, oh, well, actually, this is great. He's he's everything that I want, plus we get to Furious Jump. And then over time, she's she's now, like, actually... Well, I think you you probably caught this, but when she is leaving and she's, she's telling God, uh, I'm going to hate you forever if you don't let me go, you know, and he's like, hate? And she's like, yes, hate. She says, uh, and he's like, what about Max? She she basically says Max is marriage material, but f- for some reason I want to go do this thing with this guy, and then I'll probably be back later. I think yeah. that's pretty much what she said. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, but but no, I but I, I still like I, yeah, but I still like how she, I, I, after over time she starts to see through Duncan, you know, who's the more shallow, just like he just knows how to portray a good time and like yeah show her things and that kind of stuff and then she's like well actually this is all fine and dandy but actually it's kind of fake too because yeah, then when, when because they're then sitting down to, so when they're sitting down to yeah he traps her on the boat but when they're sitting down to lunch or dinner with uh his friends and he's like yep. only say these three things and then she's like my mother has cancer and bella's like marvelous delightful yeah whatever yeah. she says uh <laughs> but yeah like then you know she he gets her on the boat uh and tries to play it off as like this grand gesture of like oh i'm taking you on an adventure 
but in reality it's he's like well now i can keep a tab on you because you can't go anywhere yeah you know and she's like immediately triggered by that um so thank god for margaret and uh, um what's the guy's name sorry martha and harry i think it's harry Mm -hmm. is it harry it is harry harry astley yeah yes the cynic um who shows her uh that some people are poor and did you notice that like the disparity between them the staircase was literally like broken and there was nothing connecting them anymore yes that was great i loved that i loved that i was telling i was like i loved that i mean i don't love that but no no i love visually how they showed that (laughs) yeah yeah um I loved, you know, just bre- literally breaking the bridge, breaking the way up and the way up, the way down, they broke it. And so it's like, we're cut off. I thought that was really, really powerful. And then um, that money did not get to them. I'm sorry. Those, no, those, no, uh, way. no way. Guys no way. on the cruise boat took it. And that, that, you know, shot and kind of showed her naivety, but excuse me. <sighs> um, Dean is getting her water. Could you hear her? <laughs> I can a little bit. Um, She's what was I gonna now. say? Damn, what was I gonna say? Um, no, but I like even on that, I loved the inherently human reaction to uh, those people need help. I have the means to help them. I will do that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was really good. Would you think about the fact that? Um Three of the male leads, so Max, Godwin, and Duncan, uh, whatever the other guy's name is, he's not in the picture until the end when she's like, I, I would say like mentally developed, like she's smarter than most people in the world today. You know, it's probably only been mm-hmm. like a couple months or whatever. But the three of them all like basically fall in love with her when she has the mind of a baby, but like a fully developed yeah. body. Don't you think that's like a dialogue on yeah. what people are looking for? Yeah, and Man. I, you know, I think that's, um, I, I, when I pulled up Letterbox, I got a sneak peek of Every Movie Sucks, and a lot of people have okay. an issue with, with that, and I understand that can yeah. be quite a jarring thing, um, but I, I do think that is that is definitely saying something, um, and some people think it's like a pedophile movie, I don't think it's quite that, but I think it is saying that it is, it is, it, it seems to be that in particular men usually uh, are after the physical and they don't actually want anybody with a brain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Does that make sense? Like how else can I say that more eloquently? Um, and, and if it's that, it's somebody that they can manipulate and kind of steer, you know what I mean? And be like, you're going to be this because that's what you are now, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's not on accident. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, I, it is problematic when you talk about like, Oh, that's the, the brain of a baby. Um, that's, you know, it, that one took me a minute to kind of get, I just to kind of wrap my head around like, Oh, okay. Wow. They did that, you know? Um, but I mean, I think it just makes everything more apparent, kind of what this what this film is saying. Yeah, you know? yeah. I feel like I just talked in a circle, so sorry. <laughs> Speak in a circle. Um, 
What was I going to say? What was I going to say? We, we're human. We contradict ourselves. Yes. Uh, I was going to say something. So what did you, what did you think you know what of, well, go on. Sorry, I just had another thought. Please. Another thing that cracked me up was uh, the fact that they're like in dire straits and they're like on the streets of Paris and it's like snowing and um, Duncan's just like head in his hands. And, uh, and then she just like pulls out her wallet and she's got a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I was saving yeah. it for an emergency. And he's like, we've been in an emergency for like a week <laughs> and a fucking half. Yeah, I, I like to, too. In, in that scene when he was like, he was like, I look at you and all I see is ugly. And she goes, well, that's just not true because <laughs> yeah. she was like, your odes to my beauty have been boring, right. but constant. Um, I don't know. She just, I, I don't know. She's just so, uh, she just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't take any shit. What do you, so what do you think of the, of the whole brothel like time period, you know, because in a sense, I feel like, I don't know her name. Um, Madam, Madam Swiney. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she also in a way took advantage of Bella. Well, sure. She kept, every time Bella had doubts, she was trying to, um, like turn them and be like, no, this is how you, this is how you be, become stronger yeah. by like going through this, you know? Um, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. How well, first of all, the scenes were hilarious. Most of the sex scenes in this in this movie were hilarious. They weren't like, you know, cringy sex scenes. They were. You had Gollum crawling across the floor. <laughs> the only one that was kind of cringy to me uh, was the dude who was like teaching his kids. Oh, that was so weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little odd. Um, and, and that one kid like kept taking notes. Yeah, he was just writing stuff down. Meanwhile, like I kept expecting her to be like, this isn't how you do it. He's not doing a good job because she was just like, you know, yeah, just laying there. But, but it then was she funny. was like, if you sometimes you can choke and it'll help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she did it. Yeah. 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 Um, what was I what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> it was interesting how she like comes to the realization. She's like, I could be in a relationship with someone and they'll act like they own me or. I can furious jump, like have my good time, get paid to do it, and then go learn and become like a, a surgeon. Yeah, you know, and you know, it's funny because like even even on that, she, you know, her first the first time or whatever is like uh, awkward and whatever. But then she even says she starts to be like, well, hey, I'm gonna get to know these people first, and like, what she do? She's like, tell me a childhood memory. Or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and like I'll tell you a joke. She's so, to meet you. Yeah. And so they like start talking and liking each other. And so then she like gets to know them and I guess whatever their kinks are, like the one dude who squats around like Gollum and like <laughs> uh the one dude who just like was messing with her her leg, I think, at one part. Yeah. Uh so she even takes that. She doesn't even she she even even when she's a little prostitute, she doesn't even look at it. It's like, well, I'm just here to be used. She's like, well, I can be a part of this and make it better for everybody. And I don't know because even then, though, during all that excess, we see her. She says something to Madam um, Madam Swiney. She says like, I don't feel anything anymore. You know. Yeah. So I think it shows that. Okay, well, that completely hedonistic approach isn't actually going to be what fulfills you either. 
you know? Well, I think that, and I don't put any sort of um, moral, like, judgment on hedonism and, like, going for yeah. the pleasure. But mm-hmm. I think she does it throughout the movie. She, Whatever she wants and whatever is, like, new to her, uh, uh, I think she goes, like, full force into like at first oh, yeah, in the yeah, first yeah. third of the film it's freedom i want my freedom like mm-hmm. let me go outside let me go on this trip with this man let me out of this relationship mm-hmm. then well and i guess the, there's a little bit of overlap with with sex because she learns what's going on and she you know plays with and has a lot of fun and does her thing for a long time uh and then it's knowledge she's like i'm done yep. with that i want to do this i want to learn yeah become but, the best but she surgeon. does she does what's her name? She meets. She does Annette. do what's her name? Yeah. <laughs> well, she meets, um, like right after that scene where she's like, "I don't feel anything." It's her and Mebeth Toinette, I think, is her name. And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you know, so she meets her, and then she's there at the end too. And so, right. it's it, it's like she goes, like you said, full force into something, learns about it, like learns about it, experiences it, and then like takes what she wants and likes from it and holds on to that and then moves on to the next thing. Right. And then understands that. And then just like with Harry, she's, she goes, she goes up against Harry most of the time. You know, he's like, we're all going to die. We, everything sucks. And she's like, well, actually, no, I don't think that, but she takes the realism from him and she learns that, you know, I think that's a really, to me, I really enjoyed that. It showed, you know, like not everything is always peaches and cream, but you can take things from each experience of each philosophy and yeah, things work from all of them really, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't subscribe to anything completely. Right. She takes yep. what is the most useful and then moves on. I think that's a lesson for all of us. Bella has a lot of good things to say. Mm-hmm. So does Godwin. Um, I was going to say, well, yeah. what do you think of, of God? He he was an interesting character throughout, you know, at certain times, like it was clear that he was struggling between like, obviously he cared about Bella, um, although she couldn't be his mistress because apparently it took like <laughs> a bunch, a bunch of electricity for him to have a, an orgasm. Isn't that, is that say? right? It says, it says, he said like, it would, it would take this as the amount of electricity to give him a sexual re- like re- reaction would be would light half of London or something like that. Yeah. Like, an, yeah. So, um, so obviously, obviously he cares about her, but he's trying to like take this hard nose, like scientific approach. He and, also like, control did say variables. That. Or do you think that was just like a, like, uh, he cared about her so much that he didn't want to expose her to the, the world and like everything that sucks about it. Like, do you think, think he really was doing the experiment or do you think that was all yes, like a, I do okay. think that, uh, but I think it was a combination of both. I think if you asked him, he was trying to be the hard-nosed experiment. But he even hints to like, when he's talking about like when Max is like, you aren't, she's not your companion. And he's like, well, no, I can't, I can't do that because it would require a lightning strike. Yeah. But he also does say something like, also my paternal feelings seem to outweigh any sexual yeah. feelings that she has to her. That, that he has toward her. So I think there is a combination of like, I think on one hand he is because of what we learned his father was like this pragmatic, like mm-hmm. no moral code, not in a bad way, but just like a, 
try it and see what happened. Like I want to, you know, learn and willing to test and sacrifice anything to do so. Right. Uh, but then like when they're in the, in the little carriage and he's like, the outside's scary. You could die from inhaling grass seeds or something like that. And to me, I was like, oh, that's like a, that's like any parent who's like terrified for their kid to. It was way more extreme than, than like the, the average parent. Well, yes. You know, because yes. like inhaling grass seeds, come on. But, come on, Hunter. But so I think that was, I think that was, as we learn when she leaves, maybe a deep seated fear of losing her. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Because yeah. he, he like, he does, he is sick, but like, there's a few scenes where like Max is just like, I think you just miss Bella, you know? I really yeah. enjoyed that scene where he like when Max got up and he had been chloroformed and yeah. uh Gov is like drunk on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I thought that was great. It was it was it was great. Um we haven't talked about so Emma Stone's performance throughout the film, but specifically towards the beginning when like she is a baby in a in an adult body and so she like doesn't walk with like mm-hmm. finesse, you know, and I don't know, I just thought it was phenomenal the way that and I saw an interview that she did where she I think she said this is the her the her favorite role that she's been in because it was just complete freedom. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like you are this person who's had this shit happen to you. It was you are new essentially. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um I don't know. What'd you think? I thought it was. I thought, dude, I love it. I think she deserves awards. I don't know if she's. Yeah. Was I this too late st- for her to be eligible for this Oscar? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, at the time, literally, I guess people will know this tomorrow, but while we're, while, while we are recording this, the Golden Globes are literally happening. Yeah. Um, and poor things. It's up for stuff. I think she's up for stuff. And look, I loved Barbie, and I think Margot Robbie is phenomenal. But based on like a performance, I think I would go Emma Stone just because of what the role was. Yeah, like yeah. I think I really do think Margot Robbie was f- phenomenal in Barbie. But I think the range of Emma Stone in this movie, like this, is like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. You can hate the movie, but you can respect what he did. Right. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. And it's funny because, dude, you. You can see Willem Dafoe in roles like this on any given Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the man take, yeah. he loves these kind of, he's playing like a vampire hunter in the new Nostarov, like, uh, Nos, what's it called? Nosferatu. Nosferatu. That's coming out next year. I've never seen Emma Stone in anything like this. Yeah. You know, she's in La La Land. I love La La Land. She was in what? Easy A. She was in Superbad. Um, she, she was in Zombieland. Just, she was in Zombieland. She was just in something I think called The Curse. I haven't seen it, but I heard that's that's good. So she's been in a lot of stuff, but nothing like this. Cruella. She was in Cruella. She was great she was in Cruella. In, she was great in Cruella. Yeah. Um. So I think just the departure for her of this role and just the yeah. sheer creativity of this, I would have to go with this. And I would be. God, I don't know how something like this doesn't win. S- at least a few more. Man, this is this is like gonna be a crazy year for Oscars. I'll tell you. I that. know because like this is a, a stacked year. It's gonna be like a crazy when, year last, for Golden Goods. <laughs> last year when Ethan or last week, I guess it technically was last year uh, yeah. for us when when Ethan said uh, that Ferrari was number five. I was thinking, well, shit, it's got to beat out a whole bunch of movies to get up there. And there's yeah. a lot of movies that we haven't seen yet that we're gonna be watching 
in the coming month uh, before the Oscars because I'm sure there's going to be a, a few movies we'll nominated see. for Best Picture that, that we haven't watched yet, right? That's what's crazy is that like thinking about the Golden Goods, we have so many movies that we've wanted to do, like have we nominated for Golden Goods this year? Yeah. And to your point, there are probably a handful of Oscar nominees or at least, you know, potential like front runners that we probably haven't even seen, haven't seen Saltburn, Zone of Interest, uh, The New Color Purple, haven't seen any of those. You know what I mean? Like it's been a really yeah. good year for movies. Um, haven't seen Aquaman 2. God, you know, man, it's just like, no, nothing, no reaction to that. Huh? Sorry. Yeah, we haven't done <laughs> Aquaman 2. Sorry, I'm looking at Golden Globe uh, uh, results, but we're not done with this film. There's there's more stuff I want to talk about. We can throw that in, in the, in, in the yeah. news because I want to update that as much as we can. But yeah, what else you got? Uh, what do you think of Alfie? He who sucks. The fuck, who the fuck's Alfie? Was the, that the, the husband? husband? The husband. Yeah, he was awful. His servants didn't like him. Uh, and it was obvious that they had disdain towards For her, Victoria? Bella's previous, yeah, Victoria, um, because they wouldn't even speak to her. Um, but yeah, it was surprising to me. I guess she just wanted to know what her yep. past life was, but it was surprising to me that she went with him, you know? You know, I actually appreciated that she did because I I feel like that is still true to her where she was like, yeah, you know, she had done all these new things, learned all this new stuff, experienced this new world, and then she gets and this. She's got to go back and look at the past. But yeah, but then she gets this bomb of like, "Hey, you were a person who lived a life and committed suicide, right?" And all these things, and so then she has this new unknowns of like, "Why did I do it? Why did Victoria want to? You know, all this kind of stuff." And so I think it's still true to her character to say, "I want to know. I want to know this." But because yeah. of what she had been through, the journey that she had been on, she could look at Alfie and say, no. Yeah. Because you know? um, he was just like the culmination of all the shittiest dudes ever. Yeah. You know? Um, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I also... Like really him. quickly. I was like, you I'm, suck. I'm glad that part of the film was fairly short. Like she was only at that like estate for, I don't know, maybe like 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I thought we were closing up and then he shows up. This film had an, I object moment, you know? Yep. And I think that the, I object has gone full circle and it's no longer cliche. Cause I was, I literally went <gasps> like, I wasn't, I wasn't, ex- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it worked. I don't well, know. It was, it was funny because like, I, I think he said something and I guess I didn't realize, maybe I assumed I was like, Oh shit, it's going to be Duncan. And it kind of was like Duncan was. Well, Duncan was it, like the, I thought, the Grima worm tongue. I don't know if you know who that is, but he was like whispering in his ear. Like there she yeah. is, my Lord. But I uh, see, I was, I was thinking it was going to be him being like, no, I love you. Uh, which yeah. I thought would have been funny, but, um, because he'd like gone off his rocker. I loved when Max went and found him. I guess was he like in an insane asylum or was he like in prison? Yeah, he was he was in a padded room, I think. So yeah, I think he yeah. was in an asylum. I thought that was that scene was hilarious where they're like fighting, they're like slap fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he like farts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that was just so funny. just like he just went on the deep end. Um but yeah, like my my reaction was like, oh shit. 
And then I went, who was that? You know, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Uh, but I did appreciate that she was like, I want to know who I was. You know, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, what else? Because earlier say, in the film, sorry, earlier in the film, oh yeah. someone came up to her and was like, mm-hmm. Victoria? And she was like, no, I'm not Victoria, I'm Bella, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, but she didn't know who she was yet, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Which I think that's what, uh, what's his face, Duncan even says, like, that's what kind of led him to be like, who is that? And kind of, she he figured it out. Um, more on the technical side and kind of the visual storytelling, this is a very obvious one. So I'm not going to get any points for pointing this out, but I love the continuity of it and how her appearance changes as her demeanor and her outlook on life changes. You know, she leaves in these bright, crazy outfits, these colorful, and she has the big blue poofy shoulder uh, shirt on and like the, the, I think it's like yellow shorts or whatever. And then she comes home Mm -hmm. in like a black dress and her hair is like slick black. Yep. Um, I just, I love those kind of, you know, visual cues. I also yeah. loved the world. Dude, the world was, what a world he made. Yeah, that was awesome. And like, I, I mean, I, I guess in the book too, I read the book, but like at least for, um, at least for Yorgos and the set design or whatever, like my God, you know, I thought it was incredible. Every city that they went to had a different color sky and it just like yep. set the tone for the whole, like that part of the journey when they were on the yeah. boat, it was one color. And when they were in. Well, and, and I loved how, like, I think, I, I think it was everywhere, but like on the boat for sure, like they're, they're on the deck and you know, the sky is not real, but it works. Yeah. It still works somehow. Right. You know what I'm saying like, it looks like it's like watercolors or something. Right. Um, I thought it was such a cool visual movie. I thought it was just, I mean, like. What a world yeah, they, yeah. they made. Uh, in Lisbon, I think it was Lisbon. Was that where like the the trolley, like the trolley on wires was like flying around? Yep. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, the, the world design was awesome. It's a it's a really cool, it's just a cool movie. Like I really thought this was great. And we, like, it feels like we haven't even scratched the surface of, of what they really are saying. But like. Am I tripping, Hunter? Always. Dog, or was the first, there was a, like, the beginning of the movie was black and white. At what point does it turn color? Was it like a Wizard of Oz thing where she, when she, like, it, steps out of the carriage? No. Uh, I think the first color scene is actually when they're having sex in Lisbon. Okay, cool, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's learn the about first the world. color scene. Um, but in a sense, yes, it's like she leaves God's house, Godwin. Yeah. Uh and then we cut to her in Lisbon and then it's color, it's color which I Lisbon. think is okay. really cool. You know, like that's a really cool, like when I did my short film in, in Georgia, I had a movie about um, depression and I had a, a part where like it's in color and then the character gets kind of in their own head and it goes black and white. And then it's yeah. not, until, not until they're with somebody else or like opening up right. to life and accepting what's a reality that it goes back to color. I thought I was being artsy fartsy, but, uh, but yeah, like I loved that. I, I think that's because it still works in black and white. It doesn't, it could have been all in black and white. I so would have liked it, but I like, I think it's cool that she goes in the world. If and it ex- was, sorry. I think if it was no, no. all black and white, it would have done a disservice because color is, yes, the, 
you know, but continue. I think that it would have worked. I think that it's better in color yeah. because she steps out into this world and she's it's just alive with color, you know? So when they went to, I'm trying to pin down the, like the exact moment when they go in the carriage and they go to like the park, the park wasn't color that first time it was black and white. So I don't okay. think it was. I'm okay. pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. Cause I remember taking a note of it and being like, I want to know when it turns color, but then this, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I got lost in what was going on and then, yeah. I have one last thing I want to talk about, but before Please. we get there, do you, do you have anything else that you want to, to mention? Um, I don't know. Not really. I just like, this movie is just, it's so intelligent to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm, yeah. want to sound cool by liking it, but I just think I'm also a sucker for movies that kind of say, you know, there's no such thing as normal anymore. Don't listen to whatever Ethan. the world's trying to tell you. <laughs> Being weird is a good thing. That's right. Um, and I just think this this reality of like take control of your life and what like you know what I'm saying like that sounds a little self helpy, but I also think yeah. like as a guy, I I appreciate the movies that will call men out and but also give an example of like what what it means, I, you know, I think to be like Barbie did this too, like what it means to be a man and like mm-hmm. be you individually and how to love somebody. And like Max, we didn't talk about Max a lot, but I loved Max. I thought Max was great. Max was great. You know, There was a time where it was like, hold on, why is he in love with this baby? But you know, <laughs> then, then it, it got better. Um, but I, I well, well, last thing about Max, sorry, I, 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 yeah. I did, I did chuckle when she was, they were like walking by the lake at the end and she was like, I love this practical love of ours. And he was like, well, no, I can, I can also be passionate. <laughs> like he was yeah, saying, yeah. like, hold on, wait. Uh, but I liked Max. Yeah. Max go on. Was, yeah. Your turn. Max was good. Um, I have one, like a, a random thought that I, I want to like tie in here. Cause I just thought it was, I thought this was hilarious, but we were talking earlier about how like she acts like a child and like a baby uh, at, in the earlier parts of the film, there's one scene where she's like kind of throwing a fit. Like I want to go outside and he's like, no, no go outside. And then she's like, stab, stab. And it's when she's like gouging the dude's eyes out. Yeah. Um, when she, when she gets done doing that, she gives this smile and it was not an adult smile. It was like the blank smile of a baby. Like literally she was like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to mimic it, but I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if you caught that. I but, don't, uh, I, I'm not sure. But I, you know, like I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, like that scene, like didn't even that didn't like the 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 eye gouging wasn't too much for me. I mean, it was gross, but like, and she was like playing with the dick. (laughs) Yeah, just like just like pulling on it. Oh goodness, that's funny. All right, so Um, what was the last thing you were talking about, or was that it? Yeah, so it was it was the final quote, Godwin's like dying words. I wanted to get Mm -hmm. your opinion on them. So he's like they're talking to each other and, you know, she's like come to terms with like who she is, but also with the fact that he's dying. Uh, and his last words before, you know, he dies were, it's all very interesting. What is happening? I love that. that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Right. Fucking here. I did love that. Hitting my chest. It reminds me of, uh, have you seen Benjamin Button? Yeah. 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 Uh, so when the main girl is dying and it's like, you know, it's like, it's like modern day, I guess it's not modern day. Cause I think it's like during Katrina, I think, but she's like dying and 
the, her, her daughter's like, are you scared? And she's like, I'm curious. I thought of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was really great. So what did it mean to like, how, how'd you take it? I don't know what it meant. Like it meant it had a lot of different meanings that would come back if I watched the movie again. Um, I don't know. I just remember it hitting me. Like it, it was, it was something that was loaded with meaning because there was, I guess what I'm saying is there were many different things that you could like pull into it, you know, and it sort yeah. of like pulled, pulled a bunch of different threads together. Uh, I think the most obvious one being that he's a scientist, like he's always like observing, you know, he's like, Oh, it's yeah. Like he, he was looking and he was like going into death looking. He was like, I mean, he was like, look, he was, he, I guess, like you said, he was like observing, he was there for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a very fitting last line for him, and I thought he was phenomenal in this movie too. I thought he was great. He was. Yeah, yeah. I got out of the theater and I wanted to see it again, but there weren't any more showings. <laughs> it's the first time I wanted. Last time I got out of a movie and then wanted, or maybe not even wanted, but I think one time we watched a movie back to back. Do you remember what that movie was? I don't. You don't remember going to see X Men First Class? Oh, twice yes. in the same day. Yes, I do remember that. I did. I've um, forgotten that it was the same day, but I remember we saw the movie like five times. We saw it three or four, but two of them I think were the same day. Yeah. Yeah. So you like you you wanted to like buy a ticket for like the next show? I did. Yeah, and it, it, they weren't showing it again. It was the well, last you, one. You texted me at like midnight. I think it was late. Yeah. 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 It was pretty late. Oh man. Um, well, Zach, do you have anything else? No, I don't. I think I'm good. Okay, well, then I have to ask you a very important question. Sure. But is poor things good? Yeah, it's not It's not just good. Like, when I stack this up against the other movies that we've reviewed, um, I'm only thinking about, like, the, the, the top echelon of films when I, you know, when I'm comparing. So I'm thinking of, like, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, uh, like drive my car. Um, oh yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, shit. Uh, Barbie. I, well, Barbie was great. Let's take Barbie out of there. Uh, what else have we seen? Rec- oh, I really Never? liked. Well, yeah, but it's not weird enough, Hunter. It's that's not true. weird enough. Bo's afraid. Bo's afraid. Bo's afraid. Uh, which yeah, I saw that one twice. Not in the same day though. Uh, there's more movies that we've seen that have been, that have been quite, quite odd. Anyways, like I, the master <laughs> big fuck. <laughs> that's, anytime anyone's like, have you seen the master? That's all I'm going to think. <laughs> big fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's one of my, probably one of my, this is probably recency bias, but it feels like it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. I don't know. It was just, it blew me out of the water. I'm giving it like a 99. Wow. And that's on the like cinema scale, not the superhero movie scale. So would this be, this is nominated for, this is the final nominee for the golden goods for this cycle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's my vote. Like I'll go ahead and spoil it a little bit. We're going to rank them all, but like this is getting my vote for last year. I don't, let me, We'll do this later. I'll look at all yeah. the films and we'll see yeah. if anything else stacks we have to, up. We have to make our lists and narrow them down. Uh, but there you go. Let's do Every Movie Sucks. Every Movie Sucks. Every Movie, movie Sucks. sucks. 
All right, cool. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see here. A lot of these are like really actually kind of offensive. So I'm trying to. Here's one. It said excruciating watch. Literally had to force myself to stay in the theater. Half star. Hmm. Here's one that I think, you know, I think this is something that we need to take into account. It's a half star review. It says, I've only walked out of two movies in my life, and this is one of them. The audience and critic scores are baffling. This movie was directed by a man, written by a man, based on a book by a man. Notably, the theme revolves around sex and an underage female. Wish I could have gotten a refund, but I left after 45 minutes and reclaimed two hours of my limited time on Earth. Horrible movie. Disappointed in Emma Stone. I disagree with the horrible movie and the... But yeah, it is like... Some people, some of the positive reviews have been calling this like a feminist film. Um, is that possible when it's like all men that were, you know, the like principal creators of the story? I ask you Rephrase, the question. Yeah, say that question again because I was reading a review. When the director, the writer, uh, and the book that it's based off of were all men, like the author of the book that it was based on are all men, mm -hmm. is it possible for them to, to create like a, a feminist piece of art um i think so only i mean to a point i uh, i would say i think you know me and hannah had this discussion and yeah she can take she she takes this movie a lot differently than i do sure and i can only understand to a point yeah. um but i think you know i think to me even if this was written by a man and it was if the perspective is like, oh, maybe I'm, I've am i been a man who has done these things and has acted this way, what, ha what would happen if a woman just... Didn't put up with this shit. Just like bulldozed through all of those quote-unquote rules. Yeah. Um, and I think it would still work. I, You know, I think feminists are not just women. I think everybody can be and should be a feminist, but... Um, yeah, I think it's, if, <laughs> I think it's unfair to say like a man can't grow up and be like, oh, wow, I was that I have done those things and I need to change and grow. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone has that perspective and they create art about it, that's totally fine. I think it would look differently if a woman had made this movie. It might even be it might be more powerful. That's like saying Barbie, I Barbie's has a message about men as well, two men. Yeah. And as that's like saying that message is null and void because it was Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. What do you think? <laughs> um, I I pretty much agree with everything that you said. Yeah. 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 Um, you want to do another one? And I'll do one more. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, this this is just this, this is what I expected from this kind of movie, and also stuff like uh, Bones Afraid. This says this is so fucking weird. I don't hate a lot of movies, but what? Yeah. Yeah. Do one more. 
truly shocked that this got good reviews. I love the actors in this movie. However, it was the weirdest, most disjointed movie I've seen in a long, long time. It didn't get interesting until the end, and it was a really long movie, so absolutely painful to sit through most of it. It was awful, period, and weird, period. This one was written by Ethan W. No, it was written by uh, Laura G. Mm. There's a there's a lot of people who uh, really hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, and yet the uh, if you the look audience on score the audience score Rotten is pretty Tomatoes, high. Yeah, the audience score is eighty two percent. The critic score is ninety three percent on Letterboxd, which I would say is a different population of moviegoers. Four point three stars. That's really high. You know, yeah. There's like a, a a list of like top rated films for the year. Let's see what the Boy in the Heron was. Boy in the Heron was only four point zero. So Poor Things is rated higher than the Boy in the Heron on Letterboxd. There you go. Well, it's funny because this, like I said, this this movie it says like the. The audience review in on Rotten Tomatoes is this movie is a weird, wild good time, but be 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 prepared for adult themes that may unsettle or offend some viewers. So yeah, there you have it. <clears throat> Every movie sucks. That's poor things. Um, let me pull up my notes. I don't have my shindig ready. It's time for the news, Hunter Shindig. Time for the Shindig news. He's going to talk yeah. about all the things. It's going to be movies and also TV shows, even though it's only supposed to be movies, but he talks about TV shows sometimes. I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. But it's his right. Shindig, so we let him do what he wants to do. Here we go. You ready? I'm going to go through these really quick, and then I'll read out the Golden Globe winners so far. Okay? Yeah. Uh, we got new character posters for Argyle. That spy movie. Uh, Dick Grayson and Rob slash Robin and Hush are uh, rumored to appear in the Batman 2. Uh, Steven Yen is no longer attached to star in Marvel's Thunderbolts because of, uh, I think, scheduling. Uh, the original version of Mickey Mouse has entered the public domain. And of course, there's already a horror movie coming out called Mickey's Playhouse or something like that. Mickey's. Mickey two. Mouse, Mickey's Mousetrap. Two of them? There's two There's two planned that I've seen so far, yeah. Oh, shit. I saw a trailer for one. Uh, David Ayer says that he's done with DC and giving up on the Ayer cut, but still likes DC. That's still news. Jonathan okay. Majors is set to sit down for his first interview post all of his stuff. That's going to be an ABC this next week. Did you see the promo for it? No, I didn't. I haven't seen anything for it. It looks like something that would be in, like... I don't know. I don't know. It just looks really cringy. It looks, sounds, it yeah. sounds cringy. Like the, the 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 idea of it to me sounds cringy. And I don't yeah. I don't actually know a lot about his case, or whatever. So I can't really speak for it. But like, it sounds like I don't know. Uh, we got a new trailer slash featurette for Donald Glover's uh, Mister and Mrs. Smith reboot. Mm-hmm. Jack Black is set to join Jason Momoa in the new Minecraft film. Uh, John Williams says, psych, I'm not retiring. He's 91 and says he's open to new projects. That'd be pretty cool. He's the goat. Uh, John Logan is no longer attached to write the, the DC, the DCU's Batman, the brave, the brave and the bold. Uh, Barbie has been deemed 
uh, an adapted screenplay by the Oscars, not an original screenplay. That was a bit of a controversy there. They, they were campaigning for original screenplay, and they said that that is an adapted screenplay. Adapted off I, of a toy? Yeah, I think it's kind of bullshit, but... Well, we whatever. all know the Oscars are bullshit. <coughs> that Sorry. Is true. That is true. That's and crazy. Then, uh, the last that. one that I thought was just... It's just funny because it's not news. We all knew it was coming. Is that The Rock wants you to take him seriously. He has officially <laughs> said that he is... At the point in his career where he's going to be pivoting more towards dramatic roles not falling for it and he's in some new a24 movie whatever that's being developed we'll see not and then golden globes let me reset this and just kind of see what's been announced uh best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture is divine joy randolph from the holdovers (laughs) if you go through all of them it's going to take a while i'm down but i'm just going to read through some let's see here this is best supporting actor in in a motion picture Robert Downey Jr. from Oppenheimer won that one. Yep. Uh, best performance by an actress in a TV series is. Have you seen Beef? You watch TV? Nope. Do I, I watch TV? Not really. Well, you, do you want to hear how out of touch I am with television? Please. I recently started a new show that I've never watched before. Um, it originally started airing in 1999. It's The Sopranos. Oh, I wow. Seen it. I haven't watched that either. <laughs> Uh, but Ali Wong and Steven Yeun both won for Beef. Uh, the Crown, let's see here. I haven't seen Succession of the Prince Big Deal. Best screenplay went to Anatomy of a Fall. So yep. over Flower Moon, over Poor Things, over Past <coughs> Lives, over Oppenheimer. Uh, Jeremy Allen White won for The Bear. People are going to love that. Ricky Gervais yep. won Best Stand-Up. Let me see here. Anatomy of a Fall. From, okay, let's see. I'm just kind of going through stuff. Uh, but da, da, da. best motion picture animated, The Boy and the Heron. Let's go. Beat out Spider Man, Cross Spider Verse, Elemental, and Super Mario's, and Wish. Best director, bet, Christopher Christopher Nolan. I bet people are upset that Super Mario Bros. movie and the Spider Man movie. People are going to be upset that Spider Verse didn't win, but The Boy and the Heron is yeah. a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, best actress, Emma Stone. Emma Stone Woo! won. Yeah. Yep. Uh, best actor. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Oh, best, I also wanted to, I meant to do yeah for Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Yes. Best best score, Ludwig Gorenson for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and best original song was Billie Eilish and Phineas for What Was I Made For? Yeah. Uh, that's all that I see so far. Yeah, I think that's, that's where we're at at yeah. this point in the recording. Uh, Zach, you got any shindigs this week? We, I mean, uh, who the Braves? We signed a pitcher. Uh, Chris Sale. Yeah, Chris Sale. So he's had like a crazy career, and then he had a bunch of injuries like the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, like three or four years. Um, it looked, at first it was like, why are we getting this pitcher that's injured all the time? But if you look at his injury history, it's been a bunch of like random things that it's not like, the same elbow has issued. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, Oh, this is never going to be the same again. It's just like this thing happened and he's got to heal up. Oh no. Another thing happened and it's not related. Um, so it, it has the potential to be another, I don't know why I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> we're not posting this, but if you saw my hands, you'd be thinking the, the people, they ask me, what is he doing? <laughs> 
Sorry, I was doing like Trump hand gestures for some reason into the camera. Uh, but it has the potential to be another AA like sneaky pickup because if Chris Sale is like even remotely how he was, I mean, hold on, let me let me pull up Chris Sale's like career stats real quick. I, mean, I was looking he, at him, I was like, oh shit. He only has to be he he's like gonna be like number four in the rotation, so he doesn't have to be anything crazy. Right. He's a f- seven-time All-Star, uh, World Series champion in 2018, two-time strikeout leader. So, uh, you know, he, probably, he, won't, he might not get there. Fastest to 2,000 strikeouts. Um, now, it's possible that... Uh, um, His new teammate might, might break that record. Right, exactly. Thank you. I don't know why my brain is turning off, probably because we've been talking for a little while. Um but you know, if they're if they're both like the strikeout kings, that'd be that'd be awesome. Most immaculate innings pitched. Wow, that's cool. Tied that's with, really cool. He's tied with Sandy Koufax and, and Max Scherzer. Um, only three, so those are rare, aren't they? Those are those are like the like rarest things in baseball. That and like an unassisted, unassisted triple play. Yeah, I want to see one of those. Like not like mm. oh look at this thing on YouTube, but like I'm watching on TV or like yeah. I'm in person and I see. Uh, Ozzy Albies get an unassisted triple. You know how crazy that would be? That'd be rad. You know how crazy that would be? That'd be awesome. Anyways. Go on. The Braves are now projected to have the, I think, the best rotation in baseball after the pickup of of Chris Sale. Um, And meanwhile, the Mets are just picking up a bunch of pitchers, which their pitching was below average last year. But they haven't been able to hit consistently in years, and it's just. But I, I guess they're in rebuild mode, right? At this point, yeah, they didn't get Yamamoto, gonna... they didn't get uh, Otani, so uh, they're just gearing up. And yeah, Max Scherzer said this past year that they weren't planning on being competitive until twenty twenty five or twenty six, yeah. right? Yep. So it's good all around. You were going to ask me a question. I was going to say, who do you got tomorrow night? Well, I guess that's tonight for the episode, but tomorrow night for the for the title game. I think Washington's going to win. I I do too. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on if Michigan can find a way to contain Penix, Penix? the quarterback for Washington. That is he was a monster. Just, he's crazy. The the little windows that he's just able to drop the ball in, and it's it's so accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing it again. It's the most accurate. People ask me, <laughs> and I tell them that he's the most accurate thrower I've seen in in quite some time. No, honestly though, like it's 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 yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh of course, Michigan who has been like ranked top 2 all year, top 3 or something, somehow they became like the the chip on their shoulder, which not somehow, it's because there's all these like allegations against their coach. Uh but they're like the you know, they're the favorite, but they 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 act like they've got this chip on their shoulder because everyone thinks that they're cheaters when it, they kind of are. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, they uh, stopped, so we think, but like, you know, yeah, yeah, but but you know, there's two sets of allegations, uh, against Jim Harbaugh one for improper recruiting during yeah. COVID, he and then the, two different, he served two different, like, three game suspensions. Those were both imposed by the conference, nothing has been done by uh, and the NCAA, oh, really? right? And so they think once those punishments get handed down uh it could be like like bigger 
Uh, and so some people are saying win or lose, he might just go to the NFL to avoid having to deal with them. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyways, I think I'm cheering for Washington. Um, the reason I hesitate is because every year the team that I cheer for, they don't win. So, no. you know, we'll see. Well, Zach, that was very brave of you. The bravest thing I've done all week, plus college football. Nice. Whiskey shots. I don't actually have any of my whiskey with me. So I'm just going to. Got my whiskey right here. I'm going to cheers to both my cats, both our cats. Ding. Ding. Put them up. Um, and there you have it. So just a reminder that we'll be doing the Golden Good Awards next Monday. That's the 15th. And then we'll be taking two weeks off. And we will be back with our Oscar series in February. Um, it's been a good year. It's been a great year. Has it been a good year? Uh, Hunter, uh, uh, <clears throat> where can they find us? You can find us uh, at But Is A Good Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us at BIIG Podcast on X. You can email us at BIIG Podcast at gmail.com or mm-hmm. But Is A Good Podcast at gmail.com or But Is A Good at gmail.com. Please say hello. What should we do this year? All this kind of stuff. Like and subscribe on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and then you can find Zach on Instagram. He doesn't check it ever. Uh, mm-hmm. That is Zach with an H to the number, the T-H-A future dot three one. You can follow me mm-hmm. at Hunter Callahan Music everywhere. And that's it. Yeah. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Poor things. Uh, we'll see you guys next week for the Golden Good Awards. And you can listen to our regularly scheduled program returning in February. That's right. Yep, 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 you, yep, you, yep, you, yep, 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 Waka, waka. But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.